Hello and welcome back to That Guy's a Maniac, the podcast. You can catch Farley and myself, Richie, talking shite on our blog, as we have done for the past 15 years on thatguys.co.uk. And here we are on episode 10, secretly 10, uh, but it is 10, and um, we are going back to our roots and we're talking about what we have been playing recently, because everybody cares. But before we go any further, Farley, who's our sponsor this week? Hello, sexy. This week... Our sponsor is the Federal Europe. <laughs> Federal. Oh man! What have I told you about messing up that sponsor bit? We never get sponsors. I'm, so- I'm sorry, but the Hello Sexy is just killing me, man. <laughs> I hadn't said anything for a while. <clears throat> right. This week's this week's sponsor is the Federal European Industrial Science and Research Group, man. No, they're just called Federal European Industrial Science and Research. Um, makers of such wonderful anti-gravity products as racing teams in racing anti-gravity sports. <laughs> Pfizer. Our sponsor, Pfizer. Thank you, uh, Pfizer. Yes, and thank you, Farley, for that clean, crisp and well-researched intro. <laughs> I know, a lot of people... A lot of people ask if I've had um, formal training, um, but no, that's just innate talent, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, you could take up to three. Could, uh, <laughs> Takes dedication. <working> radio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> absolutely. Okay, so, well, since we're talking about what we're playing... Anyway, so, well, anyway, any more? <laughs> um uh yeah but i'm stalling as i think that's the it's one of the wonderful things about having a radio voice it's clear and as nice and not annoying as mine is that you you can stammer and you can stutter as you think through the words you're gonna say but no one, anyway no one will pick it so, up so um air <laughs> <laughs> what have you been playing farley <laughs> what have i been playing not the format of this show, but uh, we'll go with it. Oh, what are you I playing? Have been... Yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah, okay. Are you, are, you, are you ready to give your merchant voice a go? Oh, God. Right. <clears throat> Welcome, stranger. What are you playing? That was actually, that was actually really good. <laughs> I might have been practicing. <laughs> I might have been practicing a little bit. <laughs> Got some rare Anyway. So what have I been playing? I have been playing Tomb Raider 2, specifically. Uh, and the reasons why uh, are because I was reading Edge magazine, not the sponsor of this show. Hang on, hang on. Uh, Tomb Raider Edge... 2 as in the PlayStation Tomb Raider 2? The PlayStation Tomb Raider 2, yeah, on the PlayStation. As in from, like, 1994 or whatever? From... Oh, yeah. Not the original version, though. it's the Ricochet re-release. You may remember that uh, Idols kind of had like its own platinum line. Yes. So, which was basically the same the same game, but just with a really shit box art with like a, you know, hazard stress, um, and then the bo- box in the middle. So that version of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Interesting to everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and the reason for this is because I came across this project called uh, the Dark Angel Symphony. So basically a bunch of fans um, put loads of effort into this crazy project to get the soundtracks for Tomb Raider 4, 5 and 6 um, kind of orchestrally recorded. Uh, and I was like, oh, you know, I've got a lot of time for the Tomb Raider series, in particular soundtracks. Uh, one thing led to another, and then uh, I was like, you know what, I'm going to dig out the PlayStation. So I dug out the PlayStation. Sadly, um, a lot of my hardware just doesn't work. So uh, and I've looked after it quite well, but it's just failing completely. Um, so after a while, uh, I managed to set the PlayStation up. Annoyingly, I thought I had... I don't know what's happened to it. Maybe I had two PlayStations at some point. Um, but the one that I've got, I got from a friend, and it's uh, like a second... I don't know I don't know what generation of PlayStation is. But do you remember on the original PlayStation, you if you loaded it up with no disc in, you'd get that kind of crazy CD player? Oh, no, I did not. Uh, so you get this... It looks a bit like Minesweeper, the interface, uh, and then you could put in an audio CD, and then you could choose to kind of play it. Uh, yes, yes, sorry, yeah, no, I absolutely do remember that. Like, yeah, like, yeah. With an <laughs> echo. Or the... So I was like, you know, I've... so I listened to the PlayStation startup music, and then the, the one I've got is so a later release. It's all kind of 90s jazzy colours and doesn't have that um, wacky CD player where you could play your music so that it sounds like it's playing in a cave. <laughs> Anyway, uh, fired up Tomb Raider 2, um, and yeah, had a bit of a go. Uh, I remembered where the first secret was, and was surprised actually how it took it took a second, but how uh, the control system, I reckon it holds up actually quite well. Um, so it's obviously pre-analog sticks. Um, you kind of use your d-pad for the direction and then your shoulder triggers are for sidestepping and yeah yeah uh, I, I don't think walking. it was that bad i mean just a very quickly side note on some of the most horrible ones to pick up again is um like do you remember shadows of the empire on, on the n64 it's mm. the worst control scheme in the world ever where you're using that that middle stick to move forward but then you turn using the shoulder buttons but you can't reach them and things like that <laughs> awful 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 anyway sorry uh you were saying yeah. control <laughs> control stand up so, so the yeah the control stand up the music was great um what was really funny is you know i remember me and my brother would load up uh, some games without a memory card in or have specific saves so we could watch some of the um fmv cutscenes oh look at this looks looks amazing you know we kind of save them up to show each other but like, oh yeah come and see this amazing cutscene and it just looks so awful <laughs> um, you know particularly the opening of tomb raider there's this really ropey tomb raider 2 there's this really ropey kind of dragon um all their faces look like um uh, thunderbirds characters uh so yeah that was that was great i had a deep dive on tomb raider soundtracks uh so I've just been listening to those pretty much exclusively and then fell into a kind of a Tomb Raider hole on the internet because the the kind of Tomb Raider community as it is online it seems divided. So you had the first three games, four games, uh, which were on the PlayStation and kind of stuck with that 
grid-based, you know, the kind of square grid-based system. So your standard forward jump went a certain number of squares. Your your roll would take you back a square. Your run and jump would take you forward a square. Uh, then uh, I think after four, there was the awful broken Tomb Raider Angel of Darkness, um, <laughs> which nearly killed the entire franchise. It was just, they just didn't have enough time. It was just glitchy, buggy. Uh, and then something that goes back and forth between the communities is, you know, this game just isn't Tomb Raider. Um, and then I've had hands-on with, I think, all but the last two of the recent uh, reboot trilogy, so Rise so, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Angel's Darkness, do people yeah. like the soundtrack on it? Well, yeah, this, well, this is <laughs> this is actually why I ended up... If, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have bothered... Huh. I think I would have bothered looking into it at all, but I was like, huh, the soundtrack for 4 was pretty banging, um, particularly the, uh, the song that plays when you're in a Jeep. Um, I was like, 4 was pretty unmemorable, um, but... Listening to some of the soundtracks, yeah, it's okay. Um, and then five's, um, five's good as well. So yeah, big, big Tomb Raider hole. Um, but it is sad, it saddens me to see that the community is still divided between uh, whether game the new games are Tomb Raidery or not. Uh, and it's kind of like an amorphous checklist of things, right? So some of the new ones didn't really have tombs in them. <laughs> so having tombs, yeah. having tombs seems to be. A requirement. Yeah, I think that's um, a good requirement to have. Although, I would say not necessary. No, so when they, I think with the Tomb Raider, which is the first one of the yeah. last time they rebooted it. It's just her job title, you know. She can wear many hats. <laughs> um, but they were the, so the tombs were kind of side quests, uh, and then there's the whole you know because the, they keep they keep rebooting a character. She's got. I think she's got like three origin stories depending on Chronicles or and then they've slightly tweaked it for Anniversary and then they've rebooted yeah fine it's good it's good games um glad that I could kind of uh boot it up again um and yeah just nostalgia a, a nice nice nostalgia for a kind of certain time and place um and when it's like the exciting hot release as well you know when it I think Tomb Raider and Resident Evil were kind of doing very different things to a lot of the other just shit that was coming out on the PlayStation <laughs> yeah. at the time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my my interaction with the franchise goes as far as I owned Tomb Raider 1 and 2 for the PlayStation. Um, mm -hmm. I remember, I think I was mentioned this to you before, that I um, I got as far as I think um, a room with dangling swords, swords of Democles, um, and uh, Tomb Raider yeah. one, um, yep. and then I think a statue came to life, and I couldn't get past it, and then I just never bothered playing it ever again. And then I had Tomb Raider two. I remember there being tigers in Tomb Raider two. Yeah, so the first level. Yeah. You get airdrops to the wall of China and then there are a couple of tigers running around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I don't I have no idea how far I got in it. But I mean it was ninety six. If I remember correctly, I think all I was playing was Tekken Two and Soul Blade at that time. Um so I think maybe it was just one of these PlayStation games I just didn't pay attention to uh, that much. 
But I, I, what I'm more amazed about is the fact that a soundtrack dragged you back in. I mean, I've never, I've never really sort of. I mean, I, I quite often just play games without the sound on, or I'll turn the music off. Um, I'm really surprised as to sort yeah. of the level that you're <laughs> <laughs> you're down for that sort of thing. Yeah, we're we're very different in that respect. So, so there's been a couple of times where you know we both have game and we're like, oh man, that you know the soundtrack's banging on that. And I I've not listened to it at all, um, and it's it's now I want to say it's now become more socially acceptable but i remember the early days you know where where people were doing soundtrack rips uh, and it's really hard to find soundtracks nobody ever sold their soundtracks and it's kind of weird to be into you know video game soundtrack or listen to them i remember very early on the official nintendo magazine podcast <laughs> had an episode and they were kind of almost slagging off like oh you know who goes around just listening to video game soundtracks and um, whereas now you know it's a fairly now it's hyperlink, right? If if you're not releasing your indie game soundtrack on a limited edition square electric pink vinyl, you're um, you know, you're yeah, no, <laughs> it's absolutely true. It's like that. on Steam, like even like the special editions of lots of games come with basically a folder of MP3s of the game music. You know, it's, it's quite cool how they 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 include that. I mean, that being said, like. I get it. There are certain video game theme tunes that just stick in your head, like the intro to Soul Blade again, and you know that is that is super banging. Um, but uh, yeah, like I, I again, it's just not an audio file in that sort of fashion. Though. I'm so glad I took up um, podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so so I, I remember it particularly. So there's a main kind of Tomb Raider theme, um, which there are very various riffs on. I think all the way up to four. I don't know if it comes back in anniversary. Yeah, it does. Um, but then uh, I think my mum actually got the limited edition uh, to Tomb Raider Legend, which came with a separate CD, and um, that was a soundtrack I listened to a lot. It just had on repeat. Uh, there's not there's not really a bad traffic amongst the whole thing. Um, yeah, so now I've got whatever, hundreds more <laughs> Tomb Raider tracks, including games I've not necessarily uh, touched to, to listen to. But this project's fantastic. Um, if you are interested at all, um, Tomb Raider, The Dark Angel, um, driven by a lot of kind of super fans. Uh, and if you've got money to burn, you can, you know, I think, the, the bog standard, uh, like four CD soundtrack and mp3 is like 30 odd quid and it goes up to 300 quid for a, uh you know various vinyls and signatures and books and scripts and all this business uh amazing project oh, crazy then um yeah um do go on what are you playing well what are you playing <laughs> do it properly <laughs> Um, what have I been? Uh, no, because you did it so good earlier. <laughs> I haven't been practicing at all. Um, right, hang on. I need to stop my cat doing things. Right, so professional. She's just decided that she wants to bust into the door, into my you know sound studio. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, but yeah. yeah. But anyway, so what have I been playing? I, I hope no 
animals were hurt. No, no animals were hurt. Recording this podcast. <laughs> no animals were hurt. However, a big Dyson fan was placed in front of the door to stop the door being bashed open. <laughs> but yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I have been playing the expansion to Mortal Kombat 11, uh, Mortal Kombat Aftermath, and I don't nice. know, I don't know if you've. Um, caught up with any of the FMVs and the storyline or anything like that? Uh, no, I, I thought, <laughs> even though you specifically spoke about it, I thought it hadn't come out yet, so great that it has. Have you burned <laughs> through it all yet? Yeah, burned all. Um, I think it took me about three or four hours altogether, um, if that. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's weird, um, like, the, the first... Uh, story for Mortal Kombat 11 everybody was complaining because oh my god what is all this time travel shenanigans it makes no sense all that sort of stuff they they dive deeper into it even more so like they do what ifs and they they change history and they rewrite history and they go back to the events of Mortal Kombat 11 and replay them out <laughs> it's, it's quite uh, it's quite special um uh, and you also get to play some other cool characters. So whereas this first one okay. was uh, quite... Um... So, Sorry, go on. Uh, the big question with the other characters, and we talked about it last time, are Cyrax and Sector in it? No. Although oh, there, are... <laughs> there is a very heavy uh, rumour that they will be the next season pass characters. Maybe. Um, but we'll see. Um, but uh, yeah, the other characters you get to play as um, are—I mean, one of them uh, is actually just DLC uh, from the previous game, Shang Tsung. He's like a—he's oh, yeah. the major. Um, what's it called? Protagonist, antagonist. Antagonist. Uh, well, I think he's actually both because you play as him an awful lot. And it's Shang Tsung. Pro, pro, pro antagonist? Uh, yeah, uh, oh, anti-hero, maybe. <laughs> there's, there's a callback yeah. to the 90s. Anti-hero. Anti-hero. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, so you get three characters like with uh, this new um, Mortal Kombat. You get Fujin, who is Raiden's brother. Uh, you get uh, Robocop, which undoubtedly you've seen something about, um, and and uh, someone else I probably don't really care about. <laughs> Clearly, don't care enough about. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, it, it's weird because all of the characters that you do get to play as throughout the game um, are all the DLC from season one. So I th- I feel like this expansion pack was also kind of like somebody thought, you know what? Can we also make this like a free trial so that people can, or, or a paid-for trial so that people will want to buy our previous DLC as well? I don't know if it gets included with the aftermath. I'd already bought the season pass and things like that. It's just I felt like, all right, okay, only playing as these extra characters. But it was what I would say is, that despite all the time traveling shenanigans and things like that, um, the story was good because it felt more Mortal Kombat. It was all in these. Like evil dark rooms and things like that. Whereas 
in Mortal Kombat 11, everything was very special forces. It was Sonya Blade, Johnny Cage, Jax, all these guys that are just very much, oh, I'm a human, I'm going to use a rifle, even though you never really yeah. use a rifle ever. <laughs> uh, so it was more we're, fun. We're, to... we're hanging around in military tents and uh, other things like that. Yeah. So it was more fun to actually play, uh, you know, as Sindel um, and Shao Kahn and, you know, sort of be a bit, feel, feels a bit more Mortal Kombat. I know that the, the, the special ops are a big part of it and all that sort of stuff, but uh, yeah, I liked it. I liked the storyline. I liked playing through it. And I actually started doing some of the, the towers as well. Now, what oh, is right. it? Yeah, last time previously I was just like, uh, can't be bothered with the towers. It seems to have a million different currencies. I don't know what the fuck's happening. And uh, why do people have customizations? Do they do things? Have they got special effects? What What is this? Um, and I will preface, preface this with I still don't know if it does anything or not. However, I kind of started um, playing as Sindel. This is good. I like playing this. This is, a, this is a good character. I'm enjoying this. So I started running through the towers and playing through and doing fatalities and seeing people have a bit of banter. You know? So, um, yeah. It's pulled me back in. Probably for about like a week or something like that. Uh, but at the most, it's still, it was a fun expansion to get. Uh, I played as Robocop as well. Um, there's, it's just a lot of fun Robocop versus Terminator. Like, literally out of the comic book. So they have a bit of banter with each other. You know, I feel like we've done this before. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, the Robocop is really, really well done. It's actually Peter Weller they got in. The original Robocop to do it, you know. So wow. he's got, got his like uh, mocap and his voice. So really, really, really well done, and that sort of side of things. Um, there was rumours again that in the DLC as well, we're going to have Ash from Evil Dead, um, which I, I would like to see. But th- there's been weird things like um, Bruce Campbell himself sort of said, "I won't be in it." Yet he was doing the voiceovers and stuff like that, so I don't know. I don't know where that's going to come from or where it's going to be, but we'll see. Um, and yeah, I think it's one of these games that I'll touch when there's new DLC or new characters come out for it. I'll play it for a little bit and then I'm done. But all in all, Aftermath pulled me back in. I think I had a better experience with the expansion than I did with the original game. But there you go. I got. Two questions for you. Okay, cool. First one. What give it uh, I'm going to give it a solid 8 out of 10. That's good. That's a better than most. Uh, and then secondly, a slight tangent, because I don't believe I can think of a single example. Have you ever actually bought a season pass, which is kind of hand out? Because I feel like it's almost... For, for larger games, it's almost a standard thing to to you know announce your game and the season pass, and then of all the examples I can think of, it kind of peters out. So you kind of buy, yeah, I'll go for a season pass, and you kind of get one, maybe two something, uh, and it, it just never seems you know it's not like you're saving uh, much money, or, or it always feels like they can never sustain themselves. It's always it always feels like a bit of a false economy and i can't think of one game that i bought the season pass for because of it 
and I can think of many games where, you know, they dropped the third expansion or, uh, you know, it wasn't, yeah, it didn't really pan out. Or in some cases, support for the game completely disappears when they're yeah, not yeah. delivered on the back half of alleged season pass things. But I'm going to cite some examples at you straight away. Smash Brothers, Pokemon, and over fact, you dove right into them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true, but then they're not. I'm going to um, with Pokemon. That's an expansion, which is different from season pass. I think I know that all this stuff gets missed. Yeah, I mean, it depends uh, how you define a season and a season pass. Because a season can, I mean, you could probably look at what your Pokemon are doing with releasing X amount of Pokemon each time as a season. You know, because there is going to be like an online change to the meta and all that sort of stuff, and there is like battling and fighting versus each other, and you're sort of buying into, I can use these guys at this point. But yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I know yeah, exactly then, what you're saying. But then with with Pokemon, for example, uh, people the base game will then have well they won't have access to, but they can. You know, all the new Pokemon will be available in their games. Um, not for them to catch, but you know if they traded and whatever. Whereas I think so maybe maybe Smash Brothers is a better example because I think it is something you tend to see a lot more in um, fighting games as well. Uh, you know this, this idea of season passes. I don't know. I've just not bought into them yet. Um, you know I think with DLC, obviously that's you know I just remember complaining so much about DLC, but now it's just a standard part of life and. Yeah, it there's is. good DLC and there's bad DLC, but season passes always still get a bit like, eh. I mean, ultimately, I, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, I know exactly where you're coming from. And if I buy a game on release, it's very unlikely I'm going to get the season pass straight away. I will tend to sort of buy the season pass as a way, or like when it's discounted, as a way of getting all of the backdated DLC that came out during that season or season of it you know live service was around so like yeah like borderlands games like i i, I bought them very very way past when their zeitgeist had long since gone um but then I, I got this season pass for free and thought all right okay i get all of this expansion stuff excellent great um yeah <laughs> i guess um <laughs> it's sort of what's been happening on the switch as well right is if you were in on the ground when something came out on the 360 uh, and you bought the season pass, you know, now the Switch version just has all the DLC and expansions for, you know, uh, bundled in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, and uh, to be honest, if you're going to resell a game <clears throat> and it's going to be like a one-off buy and it's an older game with older mechanics or older looking after or what older or, or not even looked after any further then just bundle everything together as one big thing in fact the epic store recently did the uh, borderlands and they did the the handsome pack as they call it which is basically everything all bundled together like here play our borderlands games enjoy them you know that's it you know there's nothing more to them really because they're not going to support them any further so it's pretty yeah. shit to ask somebody oh yeah well if you're gonna buy their old game, you might as well buy our DLC as well. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I know where you're coming from. And season passes, and my experience just end up being a way for me to bulk buy all of the DLC for one thing in one go. Um, and 
yeah, I mean, I think I did the same with Mortal Kombat, to be honest. Like, unless there's like a special deal going on where you get the base game and the season pass in one go, I, I don't tend to really um, g- look for them in any fashion. But yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I'm more sympathetic to uh, kind of small um, season passes for games where people buying the season pass is, you know, the, the revenue which drives the creation of the content which will come out in the season pass. So kind of like a you know, sort of like stretch, I guess. It's just it's just a risk reward thing. And yeah. I, I can think of far too many, although you've raised some good examples, actually, uh, <laughs> and two which I have bought. Um, for me, yeah, it's the, it's the, the risk reward and and I just more readily think of examples of like, man, can you imagine if you bought the season pass for that when it came out to get, you know, a cock dribble of costumes and <laughs> half a story, half a story expansion that they didn't wrap up. Yeah, I know. Like there, are, there is terrible examples of that, and, and game companies or games that have just stopped support where they just like release a free DLC level just to tie up the story. You know, like. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, it's just a thing that happens, um, and it is. It's about games com- uh, companies and like having been on the inside and seeing how they attempt to monetize it and how keeping a, a game alive as a service is. It's a tough thing to do because ultimately, you reach an end goal, which is the release, and then when it becomes a service or a live service, you need to keep innovating. But your team, who've done all the wonderful art and explosions and the story or whatever, are already working on another game. So you reduce it down to a skeleton staff and a community manager and say, right, okay, what do we want to see next, everyone? Yeah. (laughs) Do you guys want to create the content yourselves? (laughs) (laughs) Like, something else recently... uh, it was a Japanese fighting game or something like that. Yeah, Street Fighter, in fact. Uh, they said... said uh, um, <laughs> well, that, that Japanese fighting game. Yeah, no, no, no. It, um, but it was, it was only a competition in Japan um, where it was design the outfit for X character and it'll oh, yeah. be featured in our next game. And then, like, wait a minute. You want somebody else to do design artwork uh, for free just so that you can get, like, limited exposure on a fighting game that's not really fair you know so it's uh i think there was a bit of a controversy about um like doing work but for for no pay (laughs) slave labor i think some people call it yeah (laughs) (laughs) um on that i I watched i watched i can't remember who made it look it up so i imagine it was the only one um there's a really great a Warframe documentary, um, and I've spent a bit of time with Warframe, but it's about how when they were starting off, um, they kind of baked in from the ground that they'd have this rolling content, and uh, it's really interesting, because that's there's a whole other podcast, it's a phenomenal game, you know, free to play, but they just keep content rolling out, and they were there's a really interesting section where they talk about, um, I think it was there, but they're talking about uh, how with a game that has a live service like that, which also is rolling out onto different platforms. You've got to cater for new players coming in, as well as like that handful of people who, who probably do put down a big bit of money on, 
you know, all your new releases and your gear and your costumes the wheels. And cosmetics. Yeah. And yeah. Um, but, you know, a week after this huge update comes out, they've burnt through all of it and are hitting the forum saying, right, what's next? Right, what's next? And then, you know, players like me, who's coming to Warframe, I don't know, a decade after it came out. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I see, I read through the kind of, you know, every now and then a huge update has to download. And I read through what's what's kind of been put into the game. It's new systems, new planets, new meta games. And I'm like, I, I've not even seen, I don't even know what they're talking about. You know, I'm still basically bumbling around as an NPC, uh, completely unaware of all these kind of different things. So it's a really interesting thing they have to do. Um yeah, to balance both those of the whales and the people who just burn through stuff as well as um people who, who you know, maybe a game that they play every now and then or, or or you know, what if you are that player coming to it ten years later. Uh, and, and that's really tough in Warframe. <laughs> you can't just kind of pick it up, you you load it up and that first I don't know, hundred hours? <laughs> you know, what is going on? <laughs> Why are there so many menus? What is this called? You know, oh, I saw this guy walk past and it was, you know, what what is he wearing? And like, what is that? And what does this mean? What's that shiny thing? What's this update? Um, it can be a big hurdle. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I suppose. I mean, like, I remember what, what, there was a game. Oh, this is a rubbish story if I can't even remember the name of the game. Fuck. <laughs> there's, a, there's a game. There's not many games, so you can narrow it down. It was a game that had been around for a while, um, and it had a service, and then it actually shooed in um, a tutorial mode, just so you could remember, oh, actually, this is the game, this is actually how you play it, even though the game had been around for an hour, and it's like, alright, okay, an hour, uh, like a year, um, an hour, yeah. fucking hell, right, you get your words and use them properly, fuck, <laughs> right, um, yeah, it's like, there is like games that just shoo in this extra content after the fact another good example is eve eve online was just spreadsheets in space with um with your your space combat and then they backtracked and they you know they gave you the ability to do all of this character customization for a character you never see in game and then they gave you the ability to see that character in game and then you know so they kind of they, they started with a core model and then went back and added these extra things. They simplified things and they added tutorials in as well. Uh, I, I mean, EVE Online is well, it's a special thing in itself, you know? <laughs> I think um, Dwarf Fortress is another one, right? It's, whatever, 12 years into that game and they added graphics a couple of months ago. Dwarf Fortress? 12 years is... Yeah. Uh, I think it's been around a lot longer than that. I think Dwarf Fortress... Well, it got graphics... Yeah. This year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Dwarf Fortress is our basement dweller, ultra geeky, um, uh, sort of text based ones, I think, that have been around like in the days of mugs and mups and all that sort of thing. Um, I'm actually, I know this because I feel like it for a long, long time. Or maybe I'm mixing it up with something. It came out in, oh, 2006. That is. <laughs> Not what I expected. Awesome. Okay. Okay. So yeah, well, maybe it's, maybe it's like a yeah, you know, maybe it's like Minecraft, which was in beta for twelve years before that. Yeah. Yeah, it was text based. Oh right, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. It's in development since two thousand two. 
Oh no, first of it. No, fine. Whatever. I must be thinking it's seven Great podcast else. material. Which yeah. reads Wikipedia. Yeah, uh, never read it. <laughs> Not even like. <laughs> yeah. Um, aye. Okay. But yeah, uh, so. I'm, I'm glad we went off on that tangent. Uh, any other questions about Mortal Kombat in the aftermath? No. Okay, cool. So. Eh, uh, uh, what? Yeah. What are you playing? <laughs> As a, at some point, at some point, <laughs> I might. So what am I playing? Uh, I have been playing Resident Evil Zero, uh, the remaster. Okay. I'm not too sure how much remastering was done on the PlayStation 4. Um, and this is because I'd played. I, uh, I've also been playing. But I went to Resident Evil Seven. Okay. Uh, and during the mad. Uh, lockdown summer sale. Oh, I think Resident Evil 1, 0, and something else was mad cheap. Uh, the, the remake. And so uh, I've had a bit. I played. I bought and played 0 and the remake on the GameCube when it first came out. And we talked about this a number of times. Because the Resident Evil remake, obviously, is different from Resident Evil. I'd be anxious playing it because it's sort of the Spencer Mansion, but in a different universe. Amen. Amen. So played... <laughs> that door. As soon as you yeah, walk yeah. into that mansion, there's that door in the <laughs> middle of the staircase going up. You're just like, yeah. I wasn't there. That wasn't yeah. there. Fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You go behind. You go behind this. Thing. So because it's sort of the same, and it is. It is hands down a better game, right? The the places it takes you, and the you know, introduction of Lisa. Um, everything about it is much better, but because uh, I spent so much in the original Spencer Mansion, and because it's similar, you know, it's not completely different. Some things work in the same way, some layouts are exactly the same. Um, it's just that heightened sense of anxiety. So I'd recently played through that, then played through Seven, which I'll talk about at some point later. It's, it's just it's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I thought Zero. I've got a lot of time for Zero. Um, so Zero is the Obviously, the kind of prequel in the much rewritten and retold Resident Evil chronology, where you are Rebecca Chambers, who's part of the first team that goes in to investigate the mansion. Alpha um, team. You get separated from the rest of the team. Uh, is it or is it Bravo team? No, Bravo team is um, Jill and <laughs> Stars and all that. Jill and Stars. Oh my god. Sure? Jill and Chris. Yeah, Jill and Stars. Jill and Chris. Jill starring Nemesis. Um, no, I'm pretty sure that they were Bravo Team and searching for Alpha Team. Oh, fuck. I'm not Googling it. Doesn't matter. No. One or the other. Let's go. I am. Oh, God. Can you remember we used to, we used to run a Resident Evil themed website? Nobody knows that it's Resident Evil themed. <laughs> Ah, so original Resident Evil should be going right. Anyway, whilst we look up, oh, this is wrong. <laughs> uh, who knows? She gets separated, meets up with the escaped criminal. Yeah, Bravo uh, Captain. And then... is Jill. Jill is the Bravo Captain. <laughs> so, Rebecca's part of Bravo team, eh? There we go. That's information we knew first time, absolutely, and didn't have to look it up and discuss it in depth. And um, so she she meets up with Billy, who's this is supposed escaped convict, um, 
Wait a minute, is that, a... is that Billy Big Balls based at Mario it's Kart? Not, no, it's not <laughs> Billy Big Balls, World Champion America. It's also not Billy Birkin uh, with his eyeballs in his arm. It's another Billy, Billy Cohen, I think his name is. And they have this whole adventure. And one of the things I would have loved to have seen, uh, you know, so she goes to this mansion through a training facility to a lab. She fights a giant centipede, a giant bat. She fights the leech man. And so when I'd love to see an update or a patch for the Resident Evil remake. Um, so when, you know, Chris bumps into her in the mansion, he's like, Rebecca. And she's like, Chris, I've had a whole fucking day of it, you know, because she's basically <laughs> it's one horrific long, you know, night, I think, or it's two days before she even gets into the mansion. Um, and playing a piano badly. And plays the piano badly, yeah, which they, they sort of riff on. Uh, so Resident Evil Zero is one of my favourites. And for one of the reasons why it's also much maligned. So the gimmick in this one is you can switch between Billy and Rebecca. Um, you've also got limited commands they can kind of play together. Um, so at its worst, and they, and they kind of set things up so that you're essentially just swapping items you know so you'll uh, you need to have like at least a gun each and um, things like shotguns take up two inventory slots inventory is tiny and it never expands you want some ammo you've often got one or two quest items and you've got kind of herbs between you and then you'll enter a new area and you know there'll be a, a two item you have to like lug around the hook shot which is also two items so it's it's a lot of switching between two characters dropping items on the floor. There's also a limit on the number of items you can drop per room. And so it's really finickety, and a lot of people got really pissed off with it for this fact. It just seemed like obtuse design that, that between the two characters, you're pretty much almost always needing two more slots than you have between two characters. So you're either dropping shit everywhere, which means you have to do massive backtracks. And there's two parts in particular where, um, unless you know it's coming, you're going to have to backtrack all the way through the level. So... I can see why people hate it and it does get annoying, but I also like, <laughs> I don't know, it's some weird thing. Like, you know, with the Resident Evil 4, where you spend a lot of time uh, shuffling things around in your inventory. A bit like Dablo as well. Yep, yep, yep. And there's something satisfying about it, but also, you know, it, is this, it completely destroys any kind of tension or flow in this narrative when you're in this creepy mansion with science experiments and obtuse puzzles where you then spend half an hour you know swapping bullets between each other dropping shit on the floor running back and forth anyway so i was really looking forward to it and stupidly i started playing it at 10 o'clock at night and i'd had a look at the achievements and then um me and my wife were kind of co-oping it to maximize achievements on a run I, for whatever reason for trophies sorry so i was on a i was on a no herb no mixed herb no first aid spray run um was gonna go for the no saving but then i did save at one point um just before the church where you fight the bat uh i got all the way through you know picked up all the files um there's certain things certain couple of trophies for weird doing weird shit trophies for um just obscure stuff so i was doing, I was doing really really well um by this point i think it was four in the morning so it's not not a record beating run at all 
Um, my wife had gone to bed, uh, and I'd I was in the I think the final stretch of the game, maybe one more area. So by this point, and again I've mentioned this before, I was sitting there with a walkthrough, just following this walkthrough, right? Which is I don't know. I feel really bad, really dirty doing that. Is this gaming? I can't just, believe just... you admitted it. <laughs> well, because well, I was I was fine up to that point, and then I thought, oh yeah, I'm falling asleep. I want to get this done. I don't want to add another save. It's half, you know, when the yeah. light is peeking in behind the curtains. I don't want to be fucking around, you know, having to run all the way back to the last three levels to get a hook shot or pick up the bloody green chemical. Uh, and I'm running on the dam. Yeah, Rebecca's tied up or something in your billy. And um, if you've played Resident Evil Zero, there's this one enemy you see I think less than three times called a lurker and it's just a shit giant frog um, and they take a handful of bullets like one shotgun show right and they just they're, they're not a th- well I didn't think they were a threat um, and this walkthrough as- <laughs> foreshadowing there <laughs> yeah, foreshadowing <laughs> Chekhov's lurker uh, I've never had an issue with them as far as I can remember right and this walkthrough is like, go down this dam, uh, a lurker might pop out and ignore it and just carry on running. So I run across this dam, this lurker pops out, I run to the kind of next screen because it's, it's uh, you know, popping between pre-rendered backgrounds um, uh, as it did. And then this tongue shoots from the screen where the lurker was and grabs Billy's leg. I'm like, oh shit, the walkthrough said it wouldn't be a problem. I should have probably shot it. Uh, and then it slowly drags you all the way onto its screen. I was like, hmm, this looks kind of unescapable. <laughs> and then it swallowed Billy in one gulp. Dead. Game over. <laughs> you died. And then I was expecting a, oh, does it have a continue like, you know, modern Resident Evil games? No, that's it. Yeah. So that was four hours of file collecting <sighs> wasted so i'm never gonna touch resident Evil zero ever again cool good show good show <laughs> yeah. i wasted wasted that whole night and then because i'm getting old now i just fucked up the rest of the day because i would not slept properly and you probably didn't even get proper sleep it was rage sleep probably you know, you're still, yeah, you know, yeah, your heart was <laughs> palpitating yeah. in this fucking lurker, man. And yeah. it was just a stupid lurker, and it would have been what? A shotgun bullet. Just, yeah. you know, and I've, I've had, I had hundreds. It was just hubris, greed, uh, desperation, the fucking walkthrough, which like, I would just ignore it. Gutted. Yeah. I didn't even know they could one-shot you. Yeah. Well, I, I, I had no idea. I didn't even know the frog things existed. I played, uh, yeah. Re- I played Resident Evil Zero on the GameCube cooperatively yeah. around at a friend's house, um, and I, I think I played it for like an hour and a bit. I don't really remember what was happening, and I remember getting very frustrated by the item dropping mechanic. It's like, yeah. why do you have such a tiny inventory? Exactly the points that you covered. But yeah, I um, yeah, I haven't picked it up since. Again, it is another one that I, <laughs> I have in my massive stream 
Steam library, you know, but well, I'm I less technical. No, it's I'm, a bullshit game. Yeah, bullshit. Cheat, cheating computer bullshit. Worse than <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, there you go. <laughs> Zero out of ten. Zero out of ten. Resident Evil. No. Zero out of ten. Three. <laughs> no, it's a good game, and should I ever have the heart, I will probably pick it up and play through that back half again. But yeah. Yeah. Hubris. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, what are you playing? Oh, well, here I've got a real surprise game, one that you might not have heard of that I've been playing. You ready? You ready? I have been playing World of Warcraft. Hey, I wondered if this was going to be on your list. (laughs) Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm not going to go into the great long details of what I've been doing. I'm actually just going to tell you about uh, something that I've been playing about with recently. So, um, I have been doing um, sort of guild raids uh, a lot recently. And um, I play as a paladin. So, my role in most raids is going to be healing, 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 healing. But... Um, I did unburning smites on the goblins. <laughs> unburning smites on the goblins. Um, <laughs> well, no, actually, just pressing um, flash heal, flash heal, flash heal, flash heal, dispel, flash heal, flash heal. That's essentially all uh, a holy paladin does. Um, you collect ridiculously high plus healing, and then you just spam. Um, a heal over and over and over and over again. You get gear, what is you that, win. What does that actually involve? Is that a keyboard press? Uh, it's actually, I, I've simplified it. I've got a, <laughs> I've got um, a mod, well it's not a mod for it, it's an add-on, an interface add-on for healing. Um, and uh, it was initially called Healbot. <laughs> uh, but basically you, depending on what click you do, you can do like a left click, right click. Um, you can do different styles of healing or dispels or whatever. So what's, uh, what, are your, what are your actual inputs during a raid? You are sat there and you're I, left and Oh right yeah, yeah. And I right. move around, I follow the raid, I click the heal button um, whenever I see anybody's health has less than full. <laughs> that is essentially it. But th- there is other things like um, I took uh, special talents for like improved Leon hands which um, gives the tank extra armor uh, and things like that just at situational moments it also becomes a sort of there's a weird meta which uh, none of the healers really speak about because there's usually about 10 to 12 healers in a raid but we all steal each other's heals if we can I know this sounds silly, but to be like the top of the healing meters, you usually just sort of snipe a heal <laughs> from someone else so that you can. How, do you, how does talk us talk us through? I mean, obviously, I know everything you're talking about, but supposedly, <laughs> no you're talking about right. How so, do you how do you snipe a health? Do you so do you have certain people who are like you are looking after? You are healing these people, and I'm healing these people. 
quite often there are assignments uh, so like usually there'll be two healers on a particular person uh, if it's the tanks um, the people who are most likely to be getting damaged and the rest of the people will be on raid healing because there's 40 people in this raid um, so other people still need to get healed up um, but in the case of if you know the boss mechanics you know that the boss is about to do a big attack or is going to hit the tank for a lot of damage you need to sort of preemptively get ready with a heal because there's no well there is but generally you won't be using an instant cast heal you'll be using a thing that will take either you know one second or two seconds so what you want to do is try and get that exact moment before the boss or just as the boss is hitting the tank so that you can get the heal first so you can get the maximum heals per second sort of thing. And there's definitely, uh, in the guild, I, I can see there's an unwritten thing of like, oh, this person's getting more than me, or that person's got a bigger, higher heal, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and it's just uh, basically about prediction of those mechanics. Uh, so it's a weird sort of meta that's played. Um, I am not, I'm far from the best healer in the game. I didn't even really go into the game expecting to be a healer. You sure? <laughs> sure, it's not like your Mario Kart and Streets of Rage, <laughs> Billy Big Balls. You're, Billy Big Balls, world, you're actually world champion healer in WoW. Uh, no, because you can actually look at the WoW records, and I don't parse particularly high, um, so it's um, <laughs> it's it's fine. I don't care. Do Healing you, par- parses don't mean anything really. Do you know? If everyone else is stealing heals, or maybe you're just outing yourself to your entire guild as a heal stealer. Um, I mean, when I'm on healing assignments, I don't um, <laughs> heal steals heals. But yes, everybody is definitely stealing heals where they can. Are you sure about that? Hundred percent. My other question is, in general, do you find that healers tend to be much more submissive people? <laughs> are you trying to make me insult the rest of my guild <laughs> no I just do you have to be a bottom to be a hero <laughs> I would say no <laughs> you, would, you, you would say no <laughs> you would say no so but been raiding. what have you been raiding sorry um, I interrupted your story Carry yeah on, exactly the, flow, the whole point was <laughs> uh, you, you and yeah. the other submissives uh, stealing each other's heels, which is basically as bottom picky as you could be. <laughs> um... Scrabbling for the handfuls of XP that you can by stealing off your fellow submissives. There's no XP in game. Fucking hell, Farley, get it together. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you clicking for? Gear. <laughs> Progression. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. My whole point was, without your disdain mm. and your your grumbling, yes, we've yeah. been raiding uh, Molten Core, Zulgarub, and Blackwing Lair. Pretty much got them all on farm. Oh, Not nice. an issue. <laughs> Rygar would love them. <laughs> oh, say them again. Molten Core's kind of cool. I'm, I'm down with Molten Core. What are the other ones? Uh, Blackwing Lair. Okay, generic, but fine. Yeah, and Zulgurub. Oh, that is such a my first fantasy name thing. <laughs> it's got a Z in it. 
The consonants, uh, too many consonants. If you care, the lore is um, it's it's a troll um, dungeon. So most troll things usually have Zul in them, Altar of Zul or you know Zulaman. These things. Uh, so it's consistent. If that helps, consistently. <laughs> Zul grip and and what part of the. Uh... Southern Hemisphere is this supposed to be? Is it Africa? Uh, no. South uh, America? The trolls tend to India? have a very Jamaican demeanor. Right. Oh, yeah, I remember. You played as a troll. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're basically looting Jamaica. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. That's... Uh... These with these your, are uh, trolls that are under alliance mates. <laughs> Let's not go into this. Not at this time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my okay. point was we've already spoken about World of Warcraft. Everyone knows we play it, and I'm not going to go into uh, like the great depths of that. But what I was saying was specifically I was doing some raiding recently, not as holy, but as retribution. Uh, which Hold is the phone. <laughs> you super care so Shut much. The front door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No way. <laughs> Are you done? I never thought I'd see the day. <laughs> what does that? What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> so rather than being a healer, I was a damage dealer. Is it is it less is it less submissive? <laughs> is, is it, it where the higher ranked paladins sit within the social hierarchy? <laughs> uh, I don't think uh, paladins in general sit very well within the um, <laughs> the social circles. But just because <laughs> you know, like they're the best class lore wise, and they can do everything. They have the hybrid tax, you know. <laughs> So they are excellent. Uh, sorry, they are. They have the ability to do all things. Okay, but not everything all things. excellent and nothing. They're quite good at healing, which is why everybody has a paladin in a healing role, um, and not. You certainly wouldn't have a paladin tank, um, and retribution is generally frowned upon because it's a damage spot. Where somebody could actually be doing proper damage rather than yeah. sort of uh, low fox only, hmm? fox only, no items. Fox only. Final destination. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I did some yeah, because I spend a lot of my time um, because I have most of the top gear that I want or can get in in All there. Right. All right, Billy. <laughs> For healing, I can also <laughs> so I bid on um, retribution gear. So I had a uh, quite a good retribution um, uh, gear set, and I got mm-hmm. I had a big hammer, and on that night I actually won a great big sword, which is best, aka best in slot. <laughs> and um, yeah, it, it was oh, good fun. That. you hate everything man (laughs) no I don't I just I hate that that it's been coded into best in slot 
And then that coding has been shortened, abbreviated. Oh. It's this. <laughs> this. <laughs> we won. Uh, we won this. Okay. Okay. So, how was that? Did you enjoy? Not being I, I, I was really bad at it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> well, that build up. That, that was really bad at it. <laughs> well, no, I am. I was actually like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, let's stick with me. Go on. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was more that I haven't um, done that much uh, meleeing, which you know, it's, it's going in and attacking things. And I've been spending most of my time as a holy paladin, sort of throwing heels, doing a little dance in the back, you know, throwing bits of light at people. Whereas mm. um, this was actually getting down and dirty and amongst it. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, I went in there with the hopes of, like, you know, showing some impact. The girls. Yeah, but, yeah. but yeah, I had, uh, I had messed up my keybinds, so I was fixing them on the fly. Um, oh. I had the wrong item on for a couple oh, of nights as God. well, you know, and I was like, oh, God. That being said, though, um... Once we went through Molten Core, and it's a reasonably easy raid, I, I did get messed up by a couple of the mechanics. Um, but we got to the end, got to Ragnaros, I got to stand in my special spot um, alongside one of the other Retribution Paladins. And yeah, I mean, I didn't do badly. Um, I got some good hits in. We were lucky we never got thrown away by Ragnaros, who's the final boss in Molten Core. And uh, yeah. It was it was good fun to do. I enjoyed it. I think about Rhett an awful lot. It was good to actually play it. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna continue doing some Rhett raids where I can, um, and just try and get better at it because it's got some fun, good gear. Go how on. do you um? How do you navigate the politics of you know if you can? If you just rocked up to the guild and said, look, I'm just rep paladin from now on in, they'd be like, nah, nah, mate. Well, I mean, the other thing is, like, because you're part of the guild, you've... Nah, mate. <laughs> you've <laughs> achieved an awful lot with them. So in order for me to get all the holy gear that I have got, it's only because I have been raiding with them. So it's kind of a bit shit to turn around and suddenly say, nah, you know what, I'm not doing any more of this healing lark. And I don't mind healing at all. It's actually quite fun. It's quite chilled. It's quite relaxed. And there are, especially in some of the later raids, Blackwing Lair specifically, there are challenges for healers. There are things that you have to do, times when you can't heal. You know, there there are mechanics that are thrown in there for everyone. So it's not exactly, like I was saying, like in Molten Core, yes, you just find the gaps and you throw the heals and you play the meta of, right, who, who can I snipe a heal from? Oh no, this person's you know point one of a second ahead of me, you know. Um, there's but... no glory. What do you mean? There's no glory in healing. Um, why is that? Because it's not, you know. It's. I mean, ultimately, more... everybody's everybody's no. lives are in my hands, you know. I no. could stop healing at any point, you know. <laughs> yeah, but you won't. No, no, absolutely not. Because because the damages could stop damaging at any point, and then nobody would get any items. Yeah, exactly. 
Everything somebody needs to, to. Everything needs to, to move. Say, I don't want to be out there on the front line, putting my life on the line. I just want to cower in the back with my macros. With your macros, what macros Making would they be? Heal quicker. <laughs> Heal um, finder. Um, a macro. Dweller, you have bottom, no idea what a macro is, feeder. do you? What bottom feeding? <laughs> sweet bottom feeding add-ons where you <laughs> steal heels from seven-year-old children. <laughs> Micros are like um, special commands that you can do using slash commands, almost like uh, typing stuff in. It's really unimmersive. I have a couple where, like, I help the hunter out by giving him a blessing of might. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I have a macro to target him, cast blessing of might. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> so you give a hunter a macro no 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 I have a macro to give a hunter blessing of might as in give him the hunter... he then gets plus attack power from the blessing of might that I've given him it is a buff okay so how did you like your time in the spotlight as a true hero uh, as a true hero, I I thoroughly enjoyed playing as, as Rex. Once as a real man. <laughs> I, once I got the got into the swing of it, um, but yeah, initially I was not very good. And um, I, even I, though you've been dreaming of it, yeah, days. that's the thing. It's just like like once you get there, it's like uh, stage fright. And the, the worst thing is like I'd already set everything up. Um, on on my laptop, and yeah. my laptop broke. I'm like shit, like, literally oh that day. And I'm like Excuses. fuck. So Excuses. I moved on to my gaming rig, and yeah. I, I hadn't and moved. Then you were using your friend's joypad. Oh fuck off! The, you know what? Fuck off and die. <laughs> I literally, it was like one item I had wrong. And do you have, do you have <laughs> photographs of your broken laptop or? Yes, I, I do. Okay. And photographs of you holding the, the newspaper with the day. <laughs> do you know what? <laughs> I have a full, straight-up recording of that entire raid as Rhett. Mm, that's a little bit too convenient. No, I deliberately... I, deliberately, I was going to do a whole podcast on this where you and I comment on this because you'd be so into it and interested in what's happening. I would, actually. It was particularly... if. if if you like, and here's the bit where I don't have the right item. Here's that. the bit where I died. Here's the bit where I lose <laughs> all of my buffs. Here's the bit where I realise I should be hitting this monster. <laughs> here's the bit. Here's the bit where if you look at the chat, the, my guild are just shouting at me because everyone can see I don't quite know what I'm doing. <laughs> I've been uh, for that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, another time. Um, maybe we'll do one of our, you know extra special podcast with video i'm with sure video. yeah yeah back to our roots yeah back to the the original roots but yeah that's all i really wanted to say was that what i've been doing recently is i've been raiding mm -hmm. as retribution paladin which has been good fun and despite all of your mockery and <laughs> <laughs> i i only do it because i love it i love hearing you talk about wow and um, <laughs> so what are you gonna do 
Are you are you back into? Uh... Well, you're gonna hate me, but I, I I took a hybrid spec, so I'm hybrid red and holy. So for Blackwing Lair, which <laughs> see like, hang on, paladins aren't middle of the road enough. What I'll do <laughs> is is I'll make sure that I don't do anything at all particularly well, and I'll just do everything not very good. No, uh, with healing, there's only one proper key talent that you need, um, and everything else is just about buffing everything else. But I, I, instead of buffing everything else, I am taking more retribution, selfish talents <laughs> for uh, increasing my damage and things like that. So basically, I've got a hybrid spec. So I will be doing Blackwing Lair, mostly as healing, because we need the extra healers. But with Molten Core, it's a bit more blasé. Because we're really just farming it for Thunder Fury, Blessed <laughs> Blade of the Windseeker. Um... Oh <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> and, um... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, so we're, we're farming it for that, and I can go in and I can hit things. And Zogarub's also a piece of piss. So I'll probably be hitting things with my big sword there. <laughs> so good. Uh, what would you give WoW out of 10? Uh, I'm going to give uh, 9 out of 10. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. You should try it one day. <laughs> I've, unfortunately, I've retired on top of my game. <laughs> and you can watch the video of me owning WoW. In my yeah. first go, really. Yeah, youtube.com forward slash that guy's a maniac. Yeah. Yep. Uh, right, them. I'm going to stop talking now and I'm going to ask you, what have you been playing? What have I been playing? Uh, I have been playing... What am I going to talk about? So I've got quite a bit on my list. Uncharted 2. And the inspiration for this is probably quite obvious. So <laughs> after, after playing Tomb Raider, I was like... Mm. I'm quite up for some Tomb Raider type things. Um, I had never really, never really played Uncharted series at all, um, but I did have the second game, which was given to me, which I played the first ten minutes of. So I thought, boot up the PlayStation Three um, and play this. Also, and this is just an insight into how horribly. Uh, I just have no willpower when it comes to bloody trophies and achievements. Um, <laughs> I, had a look, I had a look at the trophies for Uncharted. Uh, and it's. I think it came out before they really knew what to do with trophies. So it's just simply you get a trophy for collecting 10 treasures, 20 treasures, 1 treasure, 10 treasures, 20 treasures, 30 treasures, treasures 40 treasures. You sound treasures. drunker and drunker the more you say treasures. So it's like, great, I can up my arbitrary number that sits next to my name on a legacy format quite easily by doing this. So, uh, fired up. <laughs> and again, as is part of the course of this podcast. <laughs> surprising nobody because they knew this when it came out 15 years ago Uncharted's quite a good game <laughs> yeah imagine imagine Shut that up. I know I know who would have thought um, 
it seems, and again, you know, with a bit of time between it coming out and me playing it, um, it feels very uh, shallow, uh, especially compared to like the modern Tomb Raiders and, and things like the most recent Assassin's Creeds. Um, so it is very kind of, you know, run and gun. Uh, you're hopping about the environment, but it's not too challenging. I don't think that was, that was why it's so successful. It's just a, a fun romp, you know, like the, the, not mega blockbuster, but, uh, you know, film with the actors that you like, that you know is going to be fun. You can switch your brain off. That's kind of um, where Enchart is going. You know, from the first, uh, from the first cutscene, <laughs> you're sitting around a table and this is spoilers for Uncharted 2 you're sitting around a table with three <laughs> characters and you're like hmm I bet he's shagging her and I bet he's the bad guy and within the end of the first level so like, oh yeah he's shagging her and he's the bad guy surprise surprise uh, so yeah that's all there is to say about it really it's it's exploring um, more Tomb Raider than modern Tomb Raiders the modern Tomb Raider people who argue uh, it's about treasures, looting, good, good, good games. <laughs> right. I mean, I, um, I, I'm impressed that you've uh, played Uncharted. I, I think I, I'm actually just looking at my library. I do not own it. Oh, okay. Never mind. Was uh, it cross? Was it cross format? Uncharted. I feel like it's on PC. Let me check or this. Was it a PlayStation? Let's check the store. Live Wikipedia and Steam. Unspelled <laughs> <spelled> Uncharted. <laughs> uncharted Tides, Uncharted no. Waters, Uncharted Ocean. Okay, yeah. These PlayStation. Are just... Yeah. PlayStation only. Android and iOS. Oh, it'll be yeah. some fucking runner or something like that. Yeah. Fortune Hunter. Fortune Hunter. Maybe it's a casino game. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, oh, it's a p pachinko game. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Well, it sounds like a pachinko game. Let's just say it is a pachinko game. Uh, I've so, got yeah. it up. There we go. Uh, yeah. It was good. There you go. Cool. Alright. Hey, what is it? Uh, what, uh, what would you give out of 10? So I played the first three levels. There's a bit of stealth. It's oh, it's really forgiving, mind you. This was off the back of we've got that fucking lurker in Resident Evil. So <laughs> you know, if you fall off a rooftop, it just pops you back on the rooftop. It's like there you go, go again. Um, <laughs> yeah, which is again another probably another reason why it was so successful. It's just easy, easy to play. Um, but there's not too much depth. Nothing feels like it has, you know, not, not a complexity of systems, of ways of navigating the environment. It's just a nice cinematic romp. I would give it a 7 out of 10. Probably, if I played it when it came out, that would be an 8. But with a retrospective glasses on, 7. 7. All right. Okay, cool. Well, yeah. there you go. Yeah. And you reckon you're going to finish it? Yes, unless I get one-shotted in the last level by... <laughs> by a frog monster. <laughs> cheap, cheap enemy design. 
that sets me back six hours work. Uh, yeah, I probably will actually just to get the trophies. I'm, I'm just sitting there with a hero where the treasures are guide doing that as well. Yeah. All right. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. What are you playing? Well, there's a couple more I want to talk about and again, I feel like I might be an advert for the Epic Store. <laughs> You're sounding like one. I am a little bit. Uh, but basically... you mentioned it every single episode. Yeah. But also, I... you have mentioned that you've downloaded a whole bunch of games and not touched them, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I haven't spent any money on the epic store if that helps all i've been doing is like every week they bring out free games and like all right okay cool i'll download that or i will <laughs> put it into my library and not download it you know whatever yeah um so yeah there's a couple that i've um got for free uh, and played about with um and the first one i want to talk about is steep do you know Steep? Isn't it? Isn't it? Is um? It's not just snowboarding. It's snowboarding. It's skiing. It's that that body flight suit thing that people do. Oh yeah. Um, and all sorts of things like that. The parachuting. Um, it's sort of that extreme sports life that people lead on on the mountain, sort of thing. Now, is it related to snow? Uh, I don't know. I know oh, Snow. Just... It's a free game. There, uh, Snow, isn't it? On, I don't on know. Steam. It yeah. just it seemed that um, snow sports games entered a phase where they just had single short cool titles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like just. Uh, um, but yeah, Snow is. I think it might be a different studio. It's not one that I've actually touched on or played, so I'm not going to comment too much on it. But, um, yeah, it might be. But I, I know that Snow is free. Like, Snow okay. is uh, a completely unlike free this, game. Unlike this game, which you got for free. Well, uh, Steep is normally paid for. <laughs> Snow <laughs> is initially a free-to-play game where you buy the ultimate edition of it. Or something like that. Uh, so you get extra things with it. I, I, I don't know that much about it. So I'm going to stop talking about snow. Because I'm here to talk about steep. Okay. Um, Have you played it? Yes. I played it for a good few hours. Um, and of course. The main reason I was excited to play steep. Was like. Let, oh. me, let me guess. Go on. Are you trying to. Itch that SSX scratch. <laughs> scratch without playing that SSX, SSX tricky. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I mean, very, very much into tricky. Uh, SSX yeah. three was an interesting yeah. take on it, but it never grabbed me. Um, it was the it was the time splitters three of <laughs> of the SSX trilogy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and. Wait, wait a minute, was there not an SSX on the 360 as well? A fourth uh, one? It had a funny name. Oh, fucking God. I, I was trying. It was trying way too hard. Yeah, it was. And it was all like 
It was all jumping multiplayer stuff. Steep has that as well. Like, you will be on the slopes and you'll just see actual live players, you know, going past you, doing their own thing or whatever it was. Oh my god, there would... there's a fourth and fifth SSX game. Fourth and fifth? What is the fifth one? Yeah. Tell me it's not Blur. out yet. Blur. SSX Blur. And then before that was SSX on tour. Yeah, on tour. SSX two, three. Yeah. SSX tricky. Huh. So I remember on the three sixty. Blur was. Blur was a Wii game. Oh no no I never played Blur. No. And SSX on tour. GameCube, PlayStation Two, Xbox, and PSP. Xbox three sixty or Xbox. Xbox. Oh. Because I've got the 360 one in front of me here, and it's just called SSX. What? Yeah, just straight up SSX. It doesn't have like an on tour or anything like that. So there's six SSX oh games. <laughs> Maybe you've got a limited edition. Oh rare... fuck! Off. Fuck off and die. I do not like like your like your fucking Mario. I, like, <laughs> I will show you that Mario one, and then I will make you fucking yeah, eat that cartridge. Uh, I thought I thought it was at your mum's in your attic, or you lost it, or your laptop broke. I, I do have it. Literally, I <laughs> I was on the phone to my mum, saying, "Can you find yeah, that SNES listen, cartridge?" Listen, and I had to explain what a SNES cartridge. Can you risk life and limb climbing up the attic on your own on that rickety ladder and try and? Try and dig out this bootleg SNES cartridge. Yeah, but remind me where your will is, yeah? Um... <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, maybe write some of the siblings out of it whilst you're at it. And, uh, just, just pop and find that SNES cartridge, you will. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, um, I actually asked her to try and find it. And um, yeah, to no joy, I had to explain what a blooming SNES cartridge was. And she like bright. I've got one that says Golden Eye, and I'm like, oh man, that's not oh, even SNES. <laughs> Look at the shape of the cartridge, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Get back up those stairs. <laughs> <laughs> and if you bring a Game Boy cartridge down, I swear to God. <laughs> um, yeah, SSX came out in 2012. For the 360. For the 360 and the PlayStation 3. Yeah, there we go. Cool. Um, and that was a game we will not be talking about. Yes, I'm so glad we've covered that. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. Any other snowboarding games we can cover, apart uh, from the one you were playing? Cool Borders? <laughs> Is there one called three, 360? Or, no, it was Cool Borders 1080 or something like that. Oh, yeah. Cool Borders. <laughs> no, I didn't. I, was... <laughs> I don't know why I'm bringing it up. There was also the snowboarding I... section in Final Fantasy Seven. Oh, no. Actually, let's talk about that. <laughs> that game, that minigame was awful. Yep. Uh, is, is it actually okay, right? Snowboarding minigame. It was quite cool. Versus the motorcycle minigame. Which is worse? Um, yeah. I think the motorcycle ones are more frustrating, but it's actually more of a game. The snowboarding one was just 
Just slow. I just want to be slow. Uh. And and kind of. I felt like treacle. That's how like you were sliding down treacle. Yeah, it, it did have a, a treacle-ness to it. I mean, like turning on it, you're like, you have to make that turn way, way in advance. You have to. Before it's even got into the draw distance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but frustrating. But also, like, that motorcycle thing is just arcadey. It's not a game. It's just arcadey sort of ness. It was, it was frustrating more than anything. Um, okay. Which one is worse, the motorcycle game or the Moogle game? The Moogle game. What Moogle game? You know, there's like a Moogle arcade machine in the Golden Saucer. Oh, God. Where you have to play... Oh, God, like, it's sort of like an edutainment thing. Oh, I'd repress yeah. that. Oh, I'd probably <laughs> repress that. Yeah, that's but worse. You get, you get something for doing a particular combination, don't you? Yeah, you have to do it an X amount of time to get the full story of the Moogle making yeah. best friends or something stupid, awful like that. Oh, then, God. Did you get... Did you get a summon materia? Oh, I felt like there was a really Why did we see these reason. things? Oh, God. What? Right. <laughs> Fucking Google. <laughs> I think there's a really compelling reason to do it. Oh. Even though do, playing for that Moogle game was not fun. Mog game. How do you beat Moghouse? Mog yeah, fucking hell. <clears throat> uh, da, 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 da. Right. Keep feeling them nuts hope, until it makes a squeaky noise. Them... I hope the music's now in your head. Yeah. Oh, God. Please. Stop it. Stop it. This is not. Oh, dear. Yes. Mog House, Final Fantasy Seven Rewards. Listen to me, Google. Um... You just get GP. It might have been an easy GP source. Oh my god, are you kidding me? I can't actually see any rewards from it at all. Mog and Mag. Yeah. And they have children. Wow. What was the snowboarding game on the N64? The what one? Snowboarding game. Cool Borders. 1080. No, that was PlayStation, surely. I remember playing it. Nah, oh. Wait a minute, no, you're right. Wait a minute, so, uh, the first time you play Moghouse, you get 30 GP from a man who stands over your shoulder watching you. You get no more prizes. So it's just basically you get uh, GP as in, uh, what's it called? The, um, the golden saucer currency. Saucer money, yeah. So you do it once. It's an easy way to do that, and that's it. Mmm. Mmm. Awful. 1080 snowboarding was the N64. 1080 snowboarding. So it wasn't cool borders 1080, it was 1080 snowboarding. Okay, cool. Yeah. There you go. Uh, no, I didn't play that one either. <laughs> cool. So. Steep. Steep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the best way to describe Steep is not necessarily as like a snowboarding sim 
or a recreator or anything kind of like that. It's more like, and I'm I'm gonna go a little, uh, a little vague here, but you know these channels which show extreme sports, which show like um, yes, uh, yeah, and they've got like backing music where you watch somebody do a BMX and a in a skate rink and do flips and tricks and it's all yeah, slow it, it motion. Feels, it, it feels like ADHD TV but it, it was kind of around before ADHD before everyone had claimed they had ADHD, right? It was just you know, you could well, never Do you get lots you of stuff like that? that channel and there'd be something crazy going on. But you could never really follow it. You know, it's not like Oh, I'll just check in. It'll be like, oh, here's some random video from some supposed championship you've never heard of. Yeah, it's and like um, slow TV you know, before slow TV egg and, was a thing. Egg and spoon race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I know mean, what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get these extreme sports. Like you, you get it even today. Like fashion TV is just like fashion people on a shoot, and you've got a music video kind of going on at the same time and. All it is is really just you're watching someone pose and like there's nothing happening. There's no narrative. It is just music and images, ADHD. Uh, but yeah, with extreme sports, it's the same thing. You usually have like sort of like ambient dance music, trance music, or punky trance music, while somebody's doing skateboard tricks or jumping or doing some parkour or something like that. But basically. I feel like Steep captures that that um, that feeling that that uh, what's the word I'm looking for the the uh, overall ambience yeah that e- energy energy yes it create it recreates the energy of those channels or those TV shows of extreme sports watching it even down to the soundtrack like the soundtrack is incredibly like i feel like i've heard this a million times before but only because i've seen these extreme sports channels and things like that and um yeah uh, it there is like a point where you're actually shooting or recreating a night run of a snowboard on a snowboard so the challenge is follow this person as if you've got a gopro on your head Oh yeah, and um, you to try and create a, a night motion video, which will be you know sent off and <laughs> in post and fixed as the narrative says, and you're like, oh okay, cool, this is weird, and then you get to like jump off the mountain and you do that body flying thing, and then you can almost do anything you want to do on this mountain. Yeah. Um, so it's like it's like being a a rich kid in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very good way of putting it. Yeah, it's like a rich kid whose parents could let them summer in the Alps. Yeah, yeah a simulator. Literally, your end goal in this is to be able to get a helicopter that takes you all around the Alps. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> and then, and then to get your parents to cover up a date rape incident <laughs> in your chalet. <laughs> Before later going on to become, I don't know, a senator or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it would be really dark if that's how the game played. You know, you, you play, you play thirty hours of 
fucking extreme sports, and then it enters this really serious kind of dark. So uh, I hear you play a holy paladin. Do you want to come back to my chalet? <laughs> <laughs> It was a really dark tale about <laughs> privilege and and inequality. <laughs> oh, well, well, maybe it will still go there. You don't know, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I only played it for a few hours. Um, I, I mean, when you talk about treacle on uh, the snowboarding in Final Fantasy VII, it feels yeah. a lot like that in this. The game is ridiculously, oh. the game is ridiculously pretty, but. Uh, it, I think it tries to capture snowboarding a little too tightly. Yes. Yeah, like, uh, snowboarding is game. I imagine I've done neither. <laughs> but uh, um, it's like it's kind of exhausting, right? Yeah, I, I, I would guess it's exhausting, and I guess actually, you know, a lot of the time it's mostly just walking in a direction, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, for, for then ten minutes of going down. 10 minutes after that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the whole of Garibaldi took, what, three, four minutes? <laughs> well, <laughs> including restarts? Uh, not including restarts, because that would take your whole life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, it, it, it does play quite tough, and you do restart a lot in it as well. It's like, um, it's very unforgiving. If you fuck up, you're gonna die. You're you're just you gonna do... splatter your brains against rocks. You know. Do you do tricks and stuff, or is it more just go downhill? Are there points? What's the what's the system? What's the script? What's uh, the script with this steep? Yes, there are tricks, and I, I, it was weird. I just because the control system's different, I automatically went to tricky. <laughs> and that's not how you do the tricks but you can do some tricks like it so i was like oh cool i'm doing it but you can't jump in the same way as you you know you do that uh run up lock yourself and then you jump and then you do the spins and stuff like that you don't do that locking thing um oh, yeah. which locks you just on one trajectory so you end up sort of i ended up going left and right saying shit what am i doing uh but yeah <laughs> you can do uh spins and you can do grabs they are not as flashy and arcadey as Tricky, and there's no point really trying to compare this to Tricky, despite in my head there there, there being a lot of similarities. Um, well, I think any snowboarding game that came out post SSX Tricky that isn't trying to be SSX Tricky is pointless. Yeah. I, I mean, I like, as I said, the atmosphere and the energy of that sort of get our job bar um, extreme <laughs> sports baggy trousers yeah yeah um, it, it, it's it's a good social experiment I actually I enjoy it as in like if I was to wake up on like you know a Sunday morning and be able to turn on you know the extreme sports channel whilst it's on in the background whilst I'm hungover or something like that it's yeah. nice, it's nice like that, and it plays okay if you want to do simple things, but if you want to really, really get into it, it's uh, it's very unforgiving, and like I say, like, if you do that body jumping, body suit thing, um, you, you will die a lot, and the deaths that you will have will be gruesome and horrible, because you will literally <laughs> be jumping off a, a mountain, and probably just sort of catching your face on a jaggy outcrop 
<laughs> as you mm. scrape down and die. <laughs> wingsuit. Uh, Is it called a wingsuit? Yeah, whatever. You know, it's the, yeah, the flying squirrel sort of thing. Yeah, yeah wingsuit. Exactly. Yeah. The, you know what I'm talking Super about. Mario. <laughs> Super yeah. squirrel suit. Yeah, he's got a tail, and you just have to press A to waggle it to in order to keep flying. <laughs> it's really realistic. It's it? <laughs> <laughs> Captures that whole energy of uh, extreme sports. <laughs> it takes you like takes like thirty minutes to walk to the top of the mountain. You jump up and you just have to mash A as hard as possible to slowly float down to the bottom of the mountain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then ultimately stomping a goomba. Um, yeah. yeah not. I, I, there's nothing much more to say. It was it was fun to play. Um, I definitely would rather be playing SSX Tricky. I think that's the bottom line there. Um, but I think I'll go back to it and maybe try not doing snowboarding all the time. Maybe try okay. skiing or something like that. Uh, that are there skidoos? Skidoos? As in, like, yeah. the propelled ski-mobiles. No, yeah, like the jet ski, but for snow. Uh, I don't think so. Oh. oh, that was a great game! What was? Just had flashbacks. Flashbacks to... There's a game on the PlayStation 3. It's PlayStation 1, sorry. We... It was four-player couch co-op. <laughs> Oh my god, it was fantastic. And you're on skidoos. Well, surely that's an easy, easy Google. You'd think, right? Apparently there were quite a few <laughs> skidoo, skidoo games. Sledstorm? Maybe it was Sledstorm. Snowmoto? Fucking hell, oh, why is there so, so many? many. <laughs> no. Skidoo Challenge? Skidoo Snow X Racing? Did the PlayStation? Storm. <laughs> I can't believe there's a... so many Skidoo games. I know. <laughs> that crazy. I think it was Sledstorm. If it is Sledstorm, uh, that had a phenomenal co-op mode. That was a good racing game. Okay, I will take your word for it. But there we go. And it had Rob Rob Zombie on the soundtrack. I think. <laughs> really? <laughs> Mental. Yeah. 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 Wow. Who who knew we could fill a podcast with snow-based games? We should have fucked off talking about Uncharted and Tomb Raider and Resident Evil and just gone into snow-based games. Yeah, I, I reckon there's still room for way more as well. Although, I mean, we did that um, flame rounds a little while ago. I don't like ice levels. Everything's too slidey. You know? But snow levels are different to ice levels, and you know it. Yeah, that's true. That is true. It's more... more snow comfy. levels get... Yeah, you get... Uh, and you also get, like, Christmas music more in snow levels than you do in ice levels. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Shall I tell you what a good snow game is? Tell me. Tell me. The snowball fight <laughs> on Wii Fit. The snowball fight and we fit. The snowball fight. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Where you sort of yeah. duck behind and then you. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Was that we fit? Yeah, and you throw the. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was we fit. 
Was it not Wii Sports? Because that's no, it's Wii Fit because you know when you kind of set your daily routines. For a yes. while, I was like, oh, I set my daily routines. Yes, yes, yes. And then right. I choose snowball fight, <laughs> <laughs> football heading, like all the easy. This is more of a game than an exercise game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It'd be like, all you have to do is you have to play 7,000 rounds of the snowball game, <laughs> 2,000 hours of the head of the football heading game, or you could just do like these three yoga ones. Like, mm, <laughs> yoga ones are pretty tough. <laughs> or, oh, or do seven push-ups. I'll take four hours of the snowball game, please. <laughs> See, oh man, like I, I like. No, I can do that. <laughs> I liked Wii Sports on Alpha. Uh, sorry, I got into it. I, I was like, I had the wee pedometer on me all the time, yeah. and yeah. I, I, but I was like into the, um, you know, the running, like where you run around oh, yeah, the man. island. Yeah, I, I, I dug yeah. that a lot until I fucked my ankle. I was like, who'd have thought that just running on the spot for like roughly twenty yeah. minutes a day um, would fuck your ankle over? Uh, but there you go. So, <laughs> but yeah, I like the boxing one as well, with the yeah. the sort of pseudo Cockney guy. Oh yeah, yeah, go for another round there. <laughs> I don't know why I went Australian. Uh, again, oh, I just I just ruined again. my. <laughs> the soundtrack is phenomenal. That that song, yeah. in particular. <laughs> it's on the Smash soundtrack as well. Is it? That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I. Yeah. <laughs> uh... do, do, do. Aspirational stuff. I've got. Uh... This is another, definitely another podcast. But all of the games based on Woohoo Island, I absolutely love. Wii Sports, Wii Sports Resort, um, the Wii Fits, and what's the other one? Pilot Wings. All based on that same island. It was like Pilot Wings was based on that island or something. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, you, the 3DS one. You fly around um, Woohoo Island. Ah, oh, I did not know that. So, what have you been playing? Um, a tiny minor update to the uh, Mario Kart discussion that we had where we found out that you are really big balls world champion America. Yeah, yeah. Go- all all gold on uh, yeah. uh, 250cc. Yeah. Yeah. Arcade champion. Yeah. Um, and leading the leaderboards on America. So, uh, I mentioned earlier I was, I got back into it a little bit with the ambition of getting all the gold cart pieces. And I finally won Glorious day, smashed all the time trials, and I now have the gold wheels, the gold glider, the gold cart, and the gold Mario. None of which I will ever use again. Uh, but now I can start playing the game for fun. So, what does the um, the gold cart, gold glider, gold everything say about your sexual preferences? <laughs> it says, uh, <laughs> it says that um, you try really hard <laughs> is that it just try really hard and that, that's it that's all I got 
Never uh, nothing funny. <laughs> you get nothing no. funny. Yeah, there isn't no. really. Uh, you do anything for money? <laughs> golden shower. You're into golden showers. There you go. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. So now uh, I can advertise. Should I want? Or should that. Should that be my fetish? I can advertise that to. The many children who play Mario Kart. Eight, <laughs> yeah, you'd be a regular R. Kelly. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, is yeah. that all? <laughs> no, it's just a mini update. A mini update. Okay, cool. Fair enough. Yeah. So I'm right. proud of my achievement. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a good achievement to finally get there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good. Finally, that's a bit judgy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Billy Big Balls. I've had gold cars Listen. since like day one, man. <laughs> oh god! Yeah, I, you're, you're knocked it using a dance mat. Is that to make it a bit of a challenge? Yeah, yeah. I was using the Wii board actually. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I was using the bongo drums from uh, from the Taiko game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I was surprised at how long it took you. To be honest, um, I mean, it's like one of the first things you unlock when you play the game. Listen, I know that your allegedly your Wii U is broken. Next time, <laughs> if we ever get to see it again, we're definitely digging out your Wii U and having a look at exactly what you've supposedly achieved. <laughs> Stop. Start working your excuses now. <laughs> oh, the SD card didn't work. Oh, my key, my laptop broke. I, I, I've got nothing uh, it to was on, It was on Doppelganger's Wii. <laughs> I, might, uh, I might just delete it so that I've got more of a challenge. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do, yeah, it, yeah. do it all again yeah, from like scratch. Yeah. Regularly do with the, yeah, like used to do with the N64 one, yeah. Yep. I used to. It wasn't much of an issue. Um, but yeah, right, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. That's yep. What are you, what are you playing? Okay, so or the last, <laughs> no, no, there's one last one that I wanted to talk about. And again, yeah, okay. it's I'm going... super judgy, super judgy, just you know. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, no, you've had all your fucking super judginess. You spent that all on that uh, World oh, no. of Warcraft chat. No, you I've did... been saving it. You, f- you fucking spent it all in that World of Warcraft chat, like fucking. No, oh no! That's me being, oh, that was me. That's actually smiting, me being generous. Smiting the rabbits. <laughs> oh whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuck. Right. Uh, so yeah, another free game on the Epic Store, which um, I jumped mm. into for the hell of it. Sludge Life. Oh, finally. <laughs> have you played it finally you got around to sludge like yeah yeah, yeah. no no i haven't what is it <laughs> what even is it i've never heard of it <laughs> sludge life is um it's i mean i'm gonna start off it's not very good it is okay. a graffiti map I'm going right. to say this. It's a first-person game. Uh, nothing seems to kill you. 
you the the essentially all you need to do is find um places to graffiti which are marked by spray mm. cans and the whole puzzle is you might need to jump a little bit to get to that place which allows you to do the graffiti so there is a sort of parkour puzzle element uh to do the graffiti uh but on top of it all um it is it's slightly weird and trippy so it's not like you're sort of parkouring in like in a city or something like that i think it's supposed to be like in a futuristic future dystopian kind of world and um at the same time it's also retro because the laptop you're using is using like a weird version of Windows 3.1, um, which God, I know. Does and it you... tell you Windows 3.1, or do you know the versions of Windows so well that you could identify it as Windows 3.1? I identified it as Windows 3.1. Oh, dude, that's <laughs> worse than playing Rip Paladin. <laughs> uh, but yeah quite cool actually the you collect certain things and it creates icons in your desktop um <laughs> windows icons um but uh it also has like a, a vhs filter over it which is obviously quite trendy and on on trend at the moment you know with the, yeah definitely Sort of this nineties retro vaporware thing, yeah. um, but yeah, ultimately it is, yeah, it's a graffiti parkour up done in a retro nineties filter. It's all very weird. There's some weird characters in it as well, weird looking or weird, you know, like blue people or pink people, um, and yeah. That's that's it, really. It's um, I I don't think I'm going to return to it. I played it. It was um, as soon as I realised that all the game was was just jump here, do that, get the spray can, spray paint a face or something like that. Then you move to the next puzzle. It's all open sandboxy, um, but it's um. That's it, and I think I don't think it's going to go much further for me, or in general. Do you know where I'm going with that? <laughs> yeah, is it? Um, describe it. So is it like you know the graffiti sections in GTA? Yeah. Just that. Not the like the tagging. Yeah. Um, no. Or is it a little bit more than that? There, it's less than that. When you oh tagged, God, okay. When you tagged in GTA 3, you were doing that to like create gang warfare and things like that. For this, it is essentially collecting a star in Mario. You know, you are you had to do the puzzle, you've now got the star, so you've spray-painted a little ghost face, and then you try and find your next star or ghost face collectible thing. Uh, it doesn't seem to give you anything much in return short of you've managed to spray paint a face on the side of a building that's it there's no there's no threat in the game does that mean it's a walking simulator i i'm tempted to say yes like 
it it has a puzzle element, but it doesn't seem to really like if you were to choose an equivalent game to this, I would say probably something along the lines of uh, Portal. It has okay. it definitely has you know puzzle element and a danger of death and getting things just right. Whereas this is a bit more, it's a loosey-goosey version of Portal, um, where you can kind of go everywhere and anywhere and do this and interact with some weird people, but it, there, there's no, there's, like, there's just no threat, there's no scare, uh, there's no worry, there's just frustration. Similar to, like, um, if you've played, you haven't played Mario Odyssey, but, like, there are, um, moons to get in Mario Odyssey and it's usually just enter the level and then you do a little puzzle like talk to a person or you jump on this or you try and find a you know a thing to bounce off of so you can get high enough up to get the moon and you get the moon and then you move on um it's kind of like that bit in Mario and Mario Odyssey sort of like the end game as you get to go around and collect these collectibles but this is done in a sort of supposedly dark sardonic 90s atmosphere which uh i guess uh, it's just done today really gone to death yeah wow i mean i feel like i've seen it a million times already you know like there, there's so much of it happening at the moment um like you see all of these um these films and, and music videos which are taking the vaporware and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it just is what it is. All these free games on Epic Game Store which you're downloading. I know. And imagine <laughs> wasn't that, that the same <laughs> wasn't that the same with um Gone Home as well? Gone Home nineties <laughs> Well Walking Stimulator. No. But like from a different dimension. Yeah, it's from a definitely from a different dimension. I think the retro nineties is uh, what I was saying was it didn't go deep enough into that retro nineties-ness. Yeah. All it had was was some cassettes and some game cartridges and a ticket stub which says Pulp Fiction, you know, which was supposed to be current. And like, uh, I mean, that's not really enough, you know. Um, but yeah, that is what it is. <laughs> Who are these games for? It's weird, isn't it? Is this a recent game? Um, Sludge Life. I actually, I'm not sure when it came out. Um, is it, is it is it something that young people are keen to? Like, oh, I wonder what the '90s was like. You know, that's why. Or is it? Or is it just that game developers of our age are now making games, and that's all they know is stuff they like in the '90s? Yeah, it's like. Uh, probably <laughs> just. <laughs> it, seems, it seems weird for you know. You mentioned VHS filters earlier. It's like, well, surely, you know, people over the age of fifteen don't would never have even touched a VHS, even older, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. I suppose that you've hit the nail on the head. It is like, oh wait a minute, it seems like this is trendy. But it's only trendy because every other fucking game developer is <laughs> you know, in their 30s going on 40s, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's well, I don't the... know, you know, the... maybe, it's, um, maybe it's like time Time as represented in video games is on a 
faster course than real time. So, uh, you know, a lot of the horror games that we were playing, for example, are based around gramophones and and oldie time radios. Yep. And in the short years in between, we're now up to the 90s. So in a few years' time, it will be about uh, mini discs and... <laughs> MP3 players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, MP3 players. Uh, yeah. Oh, one. Oh, God. So, doesn't sound like you're going to be recommending um, Sludge Life. No, it's not a very good game. I uh, I don't really oh. want to spend I don't I know it's harsh but um I don't really want to spend more of my time when I have other games which already do the same sort of thing and I don't play them <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> so fuck it like I mean Mario Odyssey is is a great game and it's got more mechanics in it uh, but it gives me the same feeling of just collecting a thing you know, and or I could go back and play Bloomin' Mario 64, or play that crazy PC version of Mario 64 that everybody's banging on about. Um, and yeah, well, no, I, I, I'm good. I'm done. I don't need that uh, game in my life. So I, I'm going to give it a three out of ten to anticipate yeah, your next question. Yeah. Thanks for your thanks for your free game. Yeah. <laughs> Take it back. I want a refund. <laughs> I can. You know, if it's within 14 days, I can claim a refund. <laughs> <laughs> refund is free game. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But yeah, I, I mean, that is what it is. It's like, I, I definitely had more fun in Steep than I did in Sludge Life. But yeah, I mean, like, there's a fuck ton of these games that um, I have on uh, Epic. And I don't know why I keep coming back to them. I think it's just because they're free games, and I don't get as many free games on Steam, but I'm just kind of like, oh, I've never heard of this, or I have heard of this, but never played it, you know? Like, shit that I've got free, like the Talos Principle, that's probably another exactly the same puzzle walk em up thing as, like, Portal or Sludge Life or whatever, you know? Um, don't know. Yeah. I then play. sometimes... Sometimes flitting between games like that is it's like a something that demo discs used to do. So you know, like we used to do a thing called the demo challenge, where exactly, exactly, have a yeah. stack of demo discs from from and you and you throw on a demo disc. You know, give each game a whiz until you die or hit the end of it, and that's that's kind of nice. Uh, and you you, can, you know you can do that on almost every platform as well by just downloading demos you know i'm sure you could easily fill a hard drive with just downloading every demo that's available and then giving them a burn and sometimes that's nice it's like a little um you know amuse bouche and you're not and you're not invested in it you just oh I'll try that you know pick that um, but also it can be an opportunity to sometimes you know come across a game that you perhaps wouldn't have picked up if you just stuck to your usual preferences and where you get your news from you know oh this game existed cool cool okay well did did you have anything else you really wanted to sort of mention no i'm saving it for next week okay cool well then let's leave it there we'll say goodbye and have fun and uh catch goodbye. us on 
the blog www.thatguys.co.uk um, or yeah. on Twitter uh, yeah yeah, or on Instagram at that at that guy's a maniac yep on Instagram yeah all that, that sort of stuff bye. bye 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 is that all stranger <laughs>